I'm sure I've, I've told you the time um, my freshman year of college when Megan's parents were going to pick us up to like go to lunch. Uh-huh. And I had just gotten back from a run and I was I was literally already running late. Like they were pretty much there and I just I just had to run in and take a shower. And instead I sat down and played tower defense for 45 minutes. <laughs> and then took a shower. It's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's Catherine Cogart. It's good to be here, but I'd like to issue a correction. Go on. I'm not here through the internet this time. Oh, you're right. We're talking on phones. Yeah, we're talking on a phone now. Yeah, it's like the internet. It's it's very similar. I mean, you can get to the internet via phone service. There, There is notably less TCP IP protocol. I'll give you that. That's... I can only assume that you're correct. <laughs> um, you can get to the internet from your phone? Oh, oh, like a smartphone. Yeah, like a smartphone. I thought you were one of those phone freakers who, like, you know, knew how to whistle the right noises into the, the receiver so that <gasps> you could get on the internet. You're like, oh, I have to read the latest dinosaur comics. Oh, I wish. <laughs> and it comes back in the form of whistles, too. <laughs> Oh, oh Ryan North, you're so charming in whistle form. I just, I can't even. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's still time. There's still time for us. <laughs> and uh, one thing that may create more time for us is if we cut down on all our cream intake, which is the topic for this week's episode, cream. Cream. Yay. Yay. Hmm? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Grant's excited. Okay, so I, I was, good, great, excellent. <laughs> um, I was thinking about okay, what are what are, what are some important cr- cream topics? And I feel like the the most prescient in my mind culturally is, do you take cream with your coffee? But you don't you don't drink coffee, right? No, I don't drink coffee. No. So do you take cream with your tea? Um, Earl Grey, right? Or Earl Grey. That's the only tea I take cream with. With cream, though, not milk? Um, I'm not picky. I mean, if you give me a choice, I'll take non-fat milk. But, uh... Would someone add cream to your tea? I've never seen this. I've... Honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Who does this? I mean... Give me their names. uh, Like an Earl Grey latte you can get from uh, Starbucks, also known as a London Fog. Lattes are made with milk. Yeah, but it's an Earl Grey... It's a tea... It's an uh-huh. Earl Grey with tea in it and sugar. That's what an Earl Grey latte what is. What yes. leads you to believe that this Earl Grey fog lifter, or no, London no, fog. No, no, it's a London it's, fog. It's a fog settler. Yeah. The yeah. fog lifter has like a nice shot of espresso or something. Well, that makes it's, sense. It's, we're but putting this the fog is a up and fog down. Because it's foggy tea. Do you think, right. So are, are like, is like a barista sort of like Storm from the X-Men, They're, except only with fog, I guess? They can sort of control the fog. <laughs> Yeah, fog. I guess that's kind of your superpower as a as a Starbucks barista. What if what if you what if you ordered from the barista and their eyes went all white, you know, like Storm, and then they just made the coffee? I guess uh, I don't know. That would be worth at least double tip for me. Yeah, I th- I at could see double. that as being like a one shot from Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Storm barista. Storm barista. Storm. 
Anywho, I don't think they had cream to those. That's all I'm saying. I think that's milk. It's uh um Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah, but like milk. I would put cream in my tea instead if I didn't have milk would, available. Have you... Like if I only had those little creamers. Right. Oh, gross. Tell me you wouldn't do that. I I'm not picky. I I, I am lucky. I Honestly, I think my as someone who doesn't drink coffee, I think my lucky mm-hmm. stars that they were considerate enough to provide tea as well as coffee for people who don't drink coffee and I just oh. use what's there. <laughs> <laughs> I am not I'm not forgiving in this realm at all. I feel like you didn't put it th- really Lipton, you're putting out Lipton. Come on, come on. And, th- and then I pull out a little vial of loose leaf tea picked by monkeys that I uh have. And then I ask for a specific temperature of water. And I get frustrated if they don't have it. Oh boy, you oh. But this is like like let's <laughs> say for example, for example, let's say you are uh maybe visiting like an office or something just for the day. And they're like, would you like some coffee? And you're like, oh, uh, I don't really drink coffee. Do you happen to have tea? And they say, yes. And you're like, sweet, mm-hmm. just give me whatever you have. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't expect oh, certain well, temperatures yeah. of water. You can't expect them to have non-fat milk instead of the, those little podunk little creamers. I think it shows a certain amount of disregard for me that we don't consider t- water temperature. And also, those creamers are awful. Just awful. Uh, I mean, yes, there's best case scenarios, but there's also the sort of middle ground that we need to learn to live in because uh, the world Mm -hmm. isn't perfect and we're not living in that utopia yet. And there are children starving out there. (laughs) They don't have any cream. They're they're (laughs) cream-free. Yeah, they're probably lactose intolerant. Oh, boy. All right, so so I think we should talk about those little creamers, but I think first we should do the taxonomy of creams because there's a surprising amount. So you got your milk, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then all the other creams beyond that are uh, based off of the cream that rises to the top. And so those are all based off how much milk fat is in them. And because the the higher milk fat stuff kind of rises to the top. So every country categorizes it differently, but you got your half and half. That's 10 to 18% milk fat. Light cream, 18 to 30%. Light whipping cream, 30 to 36 They just put that in there for the extra little whip. And heavy cream, 36% fat or more. And I've actually seen mechanical whipping cream, which I guess is like 50%. And uh, it goes on depending on the jurisdiction. Oh, and, uh, interesting. You know, whether, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is all your variations on creams. Okay. And so I think what's interesting about the little uh, non-fat creamers is that they're usually dairy-free, actually. And the way that that works is instead of using milk fat, which is the thing you're really trying to get to, you're trying to get the good fat. That's what we really want out of cream, mm-hmm. is you're, you just uh, put vegetable shortening in instead. So it's, uh, you know, vegetable oils, yum. Oh, and high fructose corn syrup. Right, instead of lactose, right. I guess. So what what's the, like, is it basically like powdered milk, water, and... Uh... Like sh- shortening, shortener, shortening. You're talking about the the little yeah, I'm talking about the creamer creamers. Things. Yeah, Th- there is uh, depending on the creamer, uh-huh. there is generally no milk whatsoever in it, so it's oh, not okay. powdered. It's not. Why anything. is it white? Because re- uh, coloring, I would guess. Okay. What, also, shortening what gives is generally it that, white. That, that milky taste. Uh, the fat. Okay. You're you're into the fat. So, so get this. That's this all is, is. kind of cool, actually. Um, so you figure you've got, in milk, you've got your water solubles and your fat solubles, right? Yes. 
and we know this from our chemistry, is that, you know, fat and water don't mix, like oil and water, mm -hmm. uh, except uh, with a more normative name, fat. And so it's, it's actually, it's an emulsion of water with a bunch of bits of uh, tiny little, I don't know, cells of oil, bubbles of oil, whatever you want to call it, all sort of interspersed inside this. Mm -hmm. That's what milk is. Mm -hmm. And then... As we go into the cream regime, we boil off more and more of the water so that we're tightening up the, the fat globules more and more. And then what's really interesting is that, say you want to get to butter, what you have to do is, this is, this is where we learn how a churn works, is you have to break up all the sort of cell wall. It's not a cell wall the same way like a human cell actually works, but you know, there's some, some sort of barricade there. And so you have to break all those up so that you can form bigger and bigger bubbles of fat. Oh, you have to break up the interface of, like, the emulsion bubble where the water meets the oil. Thank you. Thank you for finding all the right words for me. Yeah, you're yes, welcome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so that eventually you get, you know, big, big bubbles of fat. So it becomes more like fat with water kind of hanging out instead of water with fat hanging out. And okay. then you get your buttermilk off to the side and that's what the water part is. You just get rid of that. And then you're just left with sort of a fat with little bits of water in there. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it's kind of like like there's oil and water emulsions, which is like the, the continuous phase, we call it, is water, and the non-continuous phase is oil, and that's milk. But with mm -hmm. butter, the continuous phase, you've like mushed it up so much so that the continuous phase is the oil, and the non-continuous phase is the water. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you take all the little islands of of fat and you uh you mush them all together and then whatever leftover water you have you kind of push off to the side and uh there's still little bits of water left but yeah okay and and so it's my understanding that that's the reason that milk butter uh, all these dairy products aren't clear isn't that is that right because there are so many little bubbles that like you can't see through them light can't penetrate through it oh that's interesting i don't know that that's what i that's my understanding of emulsions and dairy products is that true of all emulsions? Well, I mean, it depends on how, how intense the emulsion is, right? Um, and I don't know what makes butter yellow versus milk white. I don't know what, what, what light is doing in the, in the mixture to make that happen. Oh, I think I can provide a, something of an answer for that. Oh, okay. Um, so when a cow is eating various plants, uh, some of those proteins kind of end up into the milk fat or butter fat, really, um, that, that is inside the, the cream. And the more that you concentrate that butter fat, which is, you know, you, you go from milk on one end of the spectrum to butter on the other, you get kind of slightly yellower and yellower. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So it's plant mm. proteins? That's what's coloring so, it? So, oh, interesting. So if the, the thing is bubbles, if we think of like an emulsion as like bubbles, then maybe... Milk is white for the same reason that soap suds are white, because soap suds are an accumulation of bubbles, except where the phase, other phase instead of oil is air there. Does that make any sense mm. at all? Uh, a little. Why, why are soap bubbles white, though? Can we answer that? Because it's just water and soap, and water doesn't have a color agent in it, and so if there's no color agent, it will be white if light can't penetrate through it. Yeah, I guess. So you're, you're, what you're supposing here is that interfaces between uh, chemical types are not, you can't see through them. Well, if there's, I mean, not all the light makes it through them, is what I'm saying. 
So depending on how many interfaces you have, like, stacked on top of each other, like with soap sets, you have interface, 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 and they're all just stacked on top of each other. Eventually, none of the light passes through, and it all reflects back at you, but there's no color agent to reflect back, so it's white. And I'm saying maybe there's a similar thing with milk being white. I don't know. Let's take it as a theory. Seems plausible enough. Uh, Okay, cool. All right. Well... Uh, let's reflect on that, and we'll be back in a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. back on the doom to fail podcast talking about cream so i think i think what the point we were trying to finish up as we dove deeper and deeper into uh chemical speculation and the nature of light uh was that all this all this butter fat that we're trying to condense when we get down to the creamy deliciousness of cream and butter uh that can be represented eh, in a so-so manner with those uh, non-dairy creamers so that's why you can get away with not any cream at all in those things okay just fat that's what we want we want fat Catherine. Hmm. mix a lot was right humans humans they are always tending towards fat no matter what you do because it's literally you just you want a healthy drink you just have some tea and it's just there's not supposed to be any calories in it you don't add any sugar and then what do we do we add sugar and we add fat <laughs> we add carbs and fat those it's are delicious. the two things we add to it. <laughs> I'm surprised Tasty, we haven't man. figured out a way to like add starch to it. <laughs> no, why? Why would you even want starch if you could have sugar? It's way more efficient. Way, way more efficient. You know what, though? Sometimes we have cookies. <laughs> oh wait, that's carbs, not starch. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Starch is a a long chain of sugars, right? Isn't that the isn't that one way to I think, think of it? I think starch is more specific than that. Oh, okay. Well, you let me know when you figure out what starch is. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> In the meantime, let's talk about other kinds of cream. Cream. This episode is about cream. Okay. So, uh, what do you think about sour cream? Uh, amazing. Yeah, really? Yes. You're a fan. Oh, huge fan. That's interesting. Y- You've shown, uh, uh, I didn't think, you, you didn't seem too excited about regular cream, but I guess we were talking about it in terms of coffee. But, I mean, so do you have other kinds of cream? Your heavy cream, your light whipping cream, et cetera, et cetera. Loved uh, whipped cream. Any... Love okay, you sour love that. cream. Okay, you love that, I don't think I have anything else that I'm just absolutely in love with. Yeah, we don't, I, as a culture, we don't tend to have half and half or heavy cream or anything in a recognizable state, unless you're drinking it in coffee. And I hope you're not putting heavy cream like in your coffee. strawberries and cream. Oh, yeah, But why good. wouldn't you just do whipped cream? That's usually whipped cream. At that point. Yeah, yeah, that's whipped. See, birds of a feather. I mean, it's it's still cream. It's just, um, it's whipped up with air in it. It's an emulsion of, uh, of liquid and air, I guess, yeah, to it's, form a uh, semi-solid? It clings right? onto the strawberry a little bit better, and so you can get more cream per strawberry. What about peaches and cream? I think peaches and cream, you tend to just pour heavy cream over the peaches. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. 
And then we got to get some starch in there. I'd like I want like little, <laughs> little crispy things in. on top of it. <laughs> but sour cream, you're you're very pro sour cream. It sounds like. Yeah, I am. What am I missing? Why why have I never been super into sour cream? Oh, well, I don't know. I guess I just never had it that much as a kid. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's interesting. I mean, it just it's a nice like for example, if you accidentally make your tacos too spicy, throw some sour cream mm-hmm. on there. You're good. That's true. You know, yeah. it's the it's it the true. lime that they serve with your pho in case you put too much sriracha in. <laughs> Which I do often. I, I sweat a lot when I eat pho. Me too. It's mm, eating pho is not nobody looks hot eating pho. Like nobody's like no, able but... to eat pho in a sexy way. <laughs> no, no, it's work. That's what you're doing. It's <laughs> it's it's a workman like food. You're just you're in there. You're plowing it out. You're grinding this thing out. You, you're splashing you, you... everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're slurping. So uh, let me ask you this. So you're you're going out on a date, let's say. Okay. Um, no, of course you you just said, well, that's not a sexy food. I shouldn't I shouldn't say we should go to a pho place. But as we know, uh, difficult things can be quite the bonding experience. So perhaps all of this work that you put in with your uh, sweetie can really like bring the two of you together. Uh-huh. You come out of this thing sweating, going like, oh man, uh-huh. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a date where you're like skiing, and it's like you're skiing a really hard mountain together, and you're like, whew, we made it through mm-hmm. that mountain together. Now we'll be together yeah. forever. <laughs> I've already put in all that work on the mountain. I'm not going back now. <laughs> sunk cost. It's a sunk cost. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's a certain amount of vulnerability that you have to exhibit to be able to have fun on the first date. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to, you have to be okay with them seeing that you're not that great with chopsticks, or at least not good enough to eat pho, which is, you know, I mean. That's, that's, uh, that's the master class in chopsticks. <laughs> Wet, mm-hmm. slimy noodles. <laughs> do when you eat your pho, do you do it with chopsticks or do you uh do you spoon it? Uh you know, I go I go spoon, I go chopsticks. Yeah, if honestly if I got some pho to go and it's I'm at home, I'm just fork and a spoon and I'm drinking the broth and it's just you know what, however I can get this delicious fluid inside of me. <laughs> Just give it to me. Give it to me now. Pour it in the <laughs> IV. Well, so uh, yeah, so I agree with you on the the sour cream as a cooling agent. Although I would say a better cooling agent, well, maybe less effective, but way tastier is avocado. But that's me. Well, so. you have avocado and sour cream. I'm not going to sacrifice the oh, amount so of guacamole greedy. or avocado I have just for the sake of my sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I've I've uh I've replaced sour cream with yogurt sometimes. Um, I like it, but I find a lot of people don't. What are your opinions? Ah, uh, I would prefer sour cream, but I'll be I wouldn't be offended if you serve me yogurt instead. Oh, okay. I, can, I well, see where nice. you're coming from. I respect that. Hmm. You know what? The, so you know what the big difference is between the two? Deliciousness. Yeah. Tell I me can't. what the difference is. <laughs> so sour cream is made from cream. And after you make the cream, you put lactobacillus on it, uh, a bacteria that eats, I guess, a lot of the lactose, I assume. And uh, that sours it and makes it tangy. Oh, And then uh, yogurt you make from milk instead of cream. And the bacteria you put on are slightly different. It looks from this huge chart, uh, lactobacillus bulgariaris and streptococcus thermophilus are the two bacteria in most yogurt cultures. Okay. So there you go. 
Coolio. Mm-hmm. By the way, this chart is the best chart. There's a chart on Wikipedia that shows milk products and their relationships to each other. So Aww. that's going to be in the episode notes. I'm so excited for that children's book. <laughs> ah, milk products and you. Anyway, so it's a nice cultured bacteria thing. And apparently you can make something called schmand from it, but I've never had that. Have you had that? No, I've never had that. Do you know what it is? I, I don't even know what this is. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> hmm. So if you ramp sour cream up, I guess to 30 to 40% milk fat, you get uh, creme fraiche. Very creme in right fresh. now. Creme fraiche. Oh my goodness, so hip right now. <laughs> Have you ever had creme fraiche? I know, yeah. I, like, I've heard that as like, it, it's a thing. Like, you know, oh yeah, all those chefs use creme fraiche, but I, I, I'm not sure I've had it. You know what? I bet that you've had it at like a restaurant and then they just didn't mention that that's what it was because it tastes a lot like, yeah. it's like sour cream mixed with yogurt. Hmm. <laughs> So like a lighter sour cream. Yeah, it's like a light sour cream or like a maybe sour yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I like sour yogurt. Um, this might make sense, though, because so if we say that the more milk fat there is, the less lactose there is because sugars are generally water soluble. So they will be in the water portion of right, our stuff. Right. And creme fraiche has more butter fat or milk fat, uh, then it would be less tangy, right? It would be more yogurt-like, more, you know, uh, uh, just less in your face than sour cream because sour cream has a lot more sugar for the lactobacillus to consume and turn into tanginess, let's say. <laughs> I don't know what it actually produces, but whereas crumb fresh would have less of that. Hmm. I'm making it up, but I don't know. It sounds plausible, right? Yeah, sure. So I guess what you're saying is it's the... The lactobacillus waste or poop that gives uh, sour cream that delicious, funky tang. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about I right. I mean, almost anything anyone likes is, is poop, so. <laughs> it's a real hipster opinion. I, yeah. All right. Well, maybe uh, we'll take a break and discover more of this wonderful chart. Just a moment, talking about cream on the Dubuque Podcast. back on the doom to fail podcast mm, talking about cream mm, that's why i keep making that noise because cream is delicious mm. and it comes from cows which also make that noise. or goats mm-hmm. oh yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> goats make a totally different noise it does, it's not reminiscent of tastiness at all mm, that sounds like a cow mm. do you like a do you like a cow or a goat better give me your goat uh, I like your cow. Ah, 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 ah. I like your cow. Yeah. Mm. It's a little abrasive. Sounds the tasty. The, the goat? goat? Where it's like the cow. Yeah. It sounds like the cow is in the middle of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cows, they're, they're, they're wise. They're knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah. They've found, they've really found bliss. And <laughs> <laughs> chewing cud. It's amazing. So I, I was thinking about, so, you know, like, I feel like, all right, so, um, Milk, eggs, and bread, right? Those are the basics of 
I don't know. Like in theory, or I, I what, am, what, am, what, where, where am I? I'm lost. Catherine, help me. Uh, it's follow the I got, light. I got though. wrapped up in some point about milk, eggs, and bread, no, and now I don't know where I am or light. who I am. <laughs> There's a cake at the end of the tunnel. Because mm. that's that sounds what delicious. When you add milk, so much fat, and eggs, more butter, cream. Cream is in the Flour. frosting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's it is, yeah. and there's butter. Well, and butter. And... <laughs> butter is a portion of cream. So anyway. Well, so milk, eggs, and milk, eggs, and bread. Traditionally, that's what you would just be like. Oh, those are the staples. That's you know stuff I got to pick up from the store. Plus whatever else, right? Does that right. does that jive with you? Yeah. Well, so we can pretty much say, okay, your eggs, there's your protein, your, your bread, there's your, your carbohydrates. And milk is pretty much, I'm thinking about it, I feel like until, you know, fairly recently when, you know, we got most of our food industrially produced, where else would you get fat from? You know what I mean? I guess, I mean, I guess animal fat, like just from eating animals, but most plants aren't like super high in, in lipid content. So I don't know. I, I guess this is where uh, when I get back to milk being like a central object. I mean, some plants are. Your legumes are pretty high in lipids. Mm, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, like it, beans. Um, well, like soybeans. Yeah. Uh, I'm in biodiesel. I know. Okay, these olives. 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 Yeah. <laughs> canola. Rapeseed. <laughs> um, rapeseed. Yeah, there's a big one. What else is there? Corn oil. Um, yeah. There's like. Carnation oil. Oh yeah, you your safflower oil, etc., etc. Flowers. A lot of these are seeds. I'd like to point out. Oh yeah, that's true. Which See. makes sense. Yeah, you want to give the the little plant its best chance, so you put it in with the highest energy content type of food. Hmm. And you're a plant, yes. so you don't this see a lot sense. of that stuff. So you put it all in your seeds because you want your children to grow and be happy. And if they mm-hmm. want to major in art, that's okay. <laughs> here's the deal i'll pay your lipid bills all the way through college after that you're on your own <laughs> yes that's what plants say to their seeds <laughs> uh-huh. well you know i mean that never falls far from the tree so mm-hmm. luckily uh they, they go to a state school so it's not too expensive nature is beautiful so you don't think there's anything to the idea that cream or milk well it's cream is is kind of uh, our main source of uh, fats that in our diet Maybe not for you or me, because, you know, I eat just so many seeds. But uh, culturally, do you think there might be something to that? I would say probably meat. That's true. Well, but like, uh, you know, so chicken is almost definitely actually the most consumed meat, right? The white bread of meat. Yeah. And that is fairly lean if you're eating uh, uh, white meat, you know, chicken breast. It's fairly lean. I don't know exactly how much fat is actually. It's also pretty easy to get the fat out. Like Mm -hmm. cut it out when you're chopping it up. Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, we eat a lot of beef, too. And that's so... and so, We eat a lot of ground beef, especially. It's, like, mm, yeah. all up in ground beef. Yeah, what is that? Uh, ground chuck is, like, 85%? Maybe 75% uh, uh, beef? And then the rest is fat? Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, I think 80% is the typical, right? Uh, I think it depends. There's there's a whole taxonomy on that, too, versus ground chuck or ground beef or, you know, ground sirloin, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But you can't eat meat. Well, maybe you can eat meat all the time. <laughs> I mean, we're uh, I like I'm about, talking fine. about an American diet where we eat way more meat than we should than we ever will need to. Um and we eat Catherine, a lot of ground please meat. explain please explain our fascination with cream. 
And why aren't we putting why aren't we putting ground beef in our coffee? It could be good. We don't know. <laughs> I think that it's a it's a fairly easy to make and innocuous form of fat. Right? I think that's what it is. Is that innocuous. it's it's like it's fairly flavorless fat. Mm. Yeah, I You know, it's just kind of it's fat and it tastes like fat. And so you can just put it in when you just need some extra fat. It's like shortening in that way. <laughs> yeah, I think there might be something to that. Yeah, no, I think and maybe that is really what I was getting at. Is that it, I think cream is our generic fat. It's just like, I need this to be fattier. Mm-hmm. Cream. We'll put in cream. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And until, what was it? Uh, Mid-1900s-ish? Uh, it was probably, I mean, we didn't have shortening until, oh, uh, yeah, 1920, 1930, something like that with Crisco. Oh. The onset of uh, process-produced shortening. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, for a while, it was it was thought to be uh, better and cleaner than than any natural fat. I, lo- I love that, I love that time in our in our culture where we're like, nature is gross. Anything I can make in a test tube is the stuff to eat. <laughs> oh man, that was like forty years. <laughs> man, society is interesting. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's real nuts. The pendulum swings. Nuts, so. Yeah. Well, speaking of processes, one more one more thing for uh for the road. Do you know how they make cream? Cream rises to the top, right? Yeah. Centrifuge. They just centrifuge milk. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. They pull out the milk from one side and the the cream from the other. They probably get two products out. You Next get your skim time milk I have and your cream. A, a lab-sized centrifuge to play with. I'll try to centrifuge some milk. I I'm almost definitely going into work and doing that tomorrow. That's a great idea. Send me a picture. All right. Well, we'll be back next week when I have been fired from my job for gross misuse of equipment. <laughs> and uh, until then, that's Catherine Kilgard over there. Tim Dobbs right over she here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.